everybody. Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I am your host and captain and dad, Garrett Morlang, and here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games, resident superstar, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? What? Oh, I, sorry. I, you're, I can't you're hear busy. you. I'm cranking. You're, you're busy cranking, cranking, it. It, cranking it out over there. I'm cranking it. Uh, Don't... <laughs> sorry. Uh... What's going uh, on, fellas? <laughs> not much. Uh, I'm glad glad you could take you know a couple minutes you know off just to join us here on the podcast. I know you've just been absolutely obsessed with the over the day. moon. Oh, Some man, people would so even say orgasmic. You wouldn't be far off. Oh, Imagine okay. a three year buildup. Oh, I've I've had three year buildup. <laughs> sometimes you got to have those things released. <laughs> Also joining us tonight on the podcast is the heavyweight podcasting champion of the world, J.J. Purdom. Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah, tonight is like a very special after-school special version, like kind of a late <laughs> version of the Super Gamer Boys. We're going to be coming at you a little bit different tonight. We've decided to uh, to spice things up. Not like the, the naughty Skinamax version of life that, uh, that Garrett's used to, but... He's actually got to be super quiet. So if you guys can't hear Garrett tonight, that's because his boys are up. Mama's away. They're going nuts right now in the other room. And uh, they're acting like demon children as far as what he was just saying moments before. Video surveillance. Video surveillance. I'm on surveillance duty. <laughs> What's that? Is there, isn't there like a, there's like a new game that all the YouTubers playing right now, like surveillance duty. or I think it's actually called that where you're like you watch your security cameras in these haunted places anyways that's what i, I feel like surprised. i'm doing right now that's what i feel like i'm doing right now is watching this <laughs> haunted room with these two <laughs> two psychotic children that keep moving around what you uh, gotta wa- watch out for is if you happen to look at the screen and they're both looking at you like through, that's like, what i was gonna say and you like see and you see your oldest eye yeah. just right there in the middle of it <laughs> the camera the, is Liz. the camera is like mounted up on the ceiling and yeah all of a sudden it's just like i see that his eyes in front of the camera like oh, oh no 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 it's no, time no, to no, go no. it's time to go <laughs> see you guys i'm out <laughs> oh man yeah so as jj kind of hinted at i have this whole uh show planned out and then we just kind of turn each other before we're like do we want to just like chit chat and hang out tonight so we are going to answer listener questions. Uh, JJ, or not JJ, Adrian is going to talk about uh, Playdate. <laughs> It'd be even but... better. Just let me talk about Playdate. All right. So look, I'm, I'm going to talk down, about Playdate today. I, we'll, just, we'll go I'll with tell- what I know. You know. We'll make some stuff up. Yeah. I'll tell you what's, what you're right about and what you're not right about. <laughs> okay. And we'll play it like that. I, dude, okay. I, will, I will be nowhere close about anything other than, <laughs> other than the cranking thing. I got that cranking thing on point. Okay, <laughs> that because that's actually how I had to like take pictures of my camera when I was growing up back in the old ah, days. Ah, yes, of course, you know, with the little the, flash cubes. Yes. Yeah, because yes. I was right, the oldest, right, right. Uh, the eldest member of the Super Gamer Boys. So we used to actually make people sit there for sixteen hours in order to be able to take photos <laughs> and stuff back then. The you long to, exposure. That's, yeah, it's an extremely long exposure. <laughs> extremely low ISO film. That's just yeah. like I've ISO been accused like, so many times of having a long exposure. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, uh, we're not talking about any of the news story. Maybe. I don't know. We might hit on them just organically. But um, we, are, we are for sure talking about the play date tonight. You're going to hear about that um, and some listener questions. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Kajunior, Bleep Bloop, and Eddie Martin. And also shout out to our Super Gamer sponsors, uh, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. 
If you want to be awesome just like those folks, you can go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Support us over there uh, as low as a dollar a month where you can get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show right after the recording. I pop that up on the private podcast feed there. Um, or Super Gamer Book Club, you can get that two months early. Go check it out for sure. It's a deal. Uh, speaking of Super Gamer Book Club, the episode, the newest episode is Streets of Rage 4 with Eddie Martin with live gameplay. So you can check that out either on the podcast feed if you support us on Patreon or um, also support us on Patreon so you can get that YouTube video to actually see the gameplay. Uh, the free feed features a Super Mario Odyssey episode with Pocket. Fantastic. And uh, this week, Wednesday, I believe, we're recording uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. We're going to be talking a, about that. A more intimate setting is just me and you. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good one. And it's uh, and if you guys are wanting to play along, you know, or like play the game and listen to the episode later, the game is super short. You can be in it like four hours. Like, so I would definitely recommend it uh, if you want to, you know, kind of stay up to date, uh, you know, with our episodes and kind of know what we're talking about. That way you're not, you know, listening to an episode for a game you've never played. So check it out. It's a short game. You like you have time to beat it this week if you want to uh, before the episode comes out Friday, that is. Uh, record Wednesday, come out Friday this week. It's a good one. Uh, we'll talk more about our Patreon later on the show. But first, I also want to give a quick shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. We appreciate you. Uh, this fine music you hear in the background, that's their stuff. Check it out on Apple Music and Spotify. You can get the link for Spotify down in the description below. Excuse me. Is All Jack right. that guy who, uh, is he related to the family that came up with that hot sauce stuff? Because, like, I got to tell you, I really like that mm. sriracha sauce. Like, on everything. <laughs> it's freaking, it's, it's you know what I mean? Stuff. It's phenomenal. I'm putting it on everything. Man. And, like, my kids hate it. They really do. Yeah. They're like, dude, dad, this is, like, fire. It's burning. And I'm like, well, it's more for dad. If you know that's I mean? hot, you can't have hot sauce, hot sauce. Sorry. I like I like the heat of sriracha because it's not like you're, you're saying, Adrian, like it's not super hot. No. But for me, it's got that I, little tinge of sweet in it, too. Yeah, that's that. And that's the thing. I, for me, I don't like the flavor of sriracha. I I don't know. Maybe I haven't tried it in enough things, but I feel like for the most part, it's just like ah, the flavor kind of ruins it for me. But like, you like I, Jack Sriracha, the guy who makes the music. That, I love Jack Sriracha. That's I love the, that. the, yeah. That'd be, I mean, if Jack Sriracha made a hot sauce, I'd probably yeah, love it, too. You put that all over bread and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear that? I don't know if Jack Sriracha is listening to our show, but if, if they do, make some hot sauce, and I'd love, I'd love to try it out. Send it down to me. I try it out. I'd, I'd endorse your hot sauce. Um, uh, all right, should we jump into the mailbag? Okay, hey, um, can, like he's still Adrian's, cranking away Adrian's right now. Cranking, <laughs> he's busy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's go mailbag. Whatever you said. Okay, here we go. This is from, uh, I think this is the first time we've gotten a question from this person. And you know how they wrote in the question? For all you listeners out there, if you're wondering, you're like, oh, I don't want to sign up for Discord. Uh, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't have social media. But for some reason, you have a YouTube account. Right. Uh, this person, uh, I'm not saying that's what this person did. I'm just telling everyone else who tries to come up with an excuse you don't have excuses you can go to youtube leave a comment leave your question there and i'll put on the show that's what top underscore rate did over on youtube they left a comment with a question and i commented back and said thank you so much i will put this on the next show so here you go what is your favorite puzzle game 
I've been stuck on Mario Maker 2 one-screen puzzles for a while. Baba's you mm. also broke my brain. Mm. So what are some puzzle games that, uh, yeah, some of your favorites? Yeah, I'm going to say I like The Witness quite a bit. The Witness is good. Mm-hmm. But top, top game, Baba is you. That game is absolutely insane. I don't know it if you really guys is. have played that game, but absolutely, it's oh, a, man, it's fun. There's so much to it. It's just there's a depth to that game. Uh, there's so many different puzzles and so many different ways to to win and to capture the flag and whatever. And like, dude, I'm telling you, I have so much fun with that game. My brother owns it, and we go over and we'll do like family barbecues and hang out and just kind of laying around on the couch. Put on something on the switch and dude cannot cannot tell you how much fun hours of fun we've had playing that game yeah that for that one that one like baba's you broke just like top rate said it broke my brain same thing for me like at first it's kind of like learning it and like it's it's kind of easy but it's like you immediately realize like wow they're like really thinking outside the box in this way yeah and then for me anyways all of a sudden i just hit a wall where the difficulties like spike was like boom like there i'm like (laughs) i am not smart enough for this like this is very difficult the the thing about baba though i feel like it's not asking you to be smart it's asking you to to break your regular convention you know what i mean of thinking like however you think that this is gonna be solved is the furthest thing from the actual answer yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. And, and, it, and, and it wants you to play around with it. It wants you to like try things. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And don't don't sleep on Mario Maker 2 because there is some oh, incredible man. puzzles uh, in that game. Um, and I, I brought Witness a little while ago. That's a game that I think I got on PS Plus a few years ago. And I didn't think much of it in the beginning. And then when I gave it a chance again, I just found that I'm like, there is some really cool stuff to it. And it's got a kind of a neat color scheme so and if you've got ps plus and you download it in the future and you never played it get at it because that's actually a lot of fun do it uh for me i mean i love a good portal that's a that's a fun one mm-hmm. uh classic but i'm also just also another classic i'm just a huge fan of tetris like a very basic puzzle game where it's I'm like right there with you that was one of tetris. mine um i've been jamming out on the poyo poyo tetris uh on switch so much fun i i love that when my parents were in town like last month they were visiting my mom is like a tetris master we did two player and going back and forth it was so fun just like she uh, stomped yeah, you out the, at first i was kicking her butt and then once she got the hang of it, it turned right around yeah i was just stomping <laughs> me. I'm like okay this isn't fun anymore i'm done <laughs> stop, stop it mom, mom. stop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Poyo Poyo Tetris on on Switch. Check that out. It's always, I feel like it's on sale quite often. I, I see it pop up. Very fun. Mm-hmm. I've never played the Poyo Poyo part. That do, that that doesn't Poyo make Poyo any is, sense. Poyo Poyo is pretty good too. Okay, it doesn't really make much sense to me. I've heard people love it, but the Tetris side of it, I'm like all about that. Plus, you can play as Sonic, right? I think Sonic's in there. You can. Yeah, because it's made by Sega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't um, even think about Tetris being a puzzle game. Yep. Like, duh. It's one yep. of the greatest puzzle games of all time. Like the original puzzle game, yeah. Dude, and it, and it still holds up. You could play original Tetris, or you could play like Tetris 99, but you could play the original Tetris right now. Yeah. And just have a, a complete blast with that game. And waste a ton of time. Huge, that game is so a good. time killer. And it's, it's on everything. Way. I actually have yes. it on a filling right now. 
I don't know if you know that. You can share. That's what that is. Yeah. You, you I always I mean? wonder why your feeling was in the shape of an L. Now it makes sense. There you go. It does make it hard to fit it into things, but. Uh, imagine, imagine making a Tetris board that's just the inside of JJ's mouth. Like all of a sudden, like <laughs> like Tetris, that'd be like Tetris effect on on PlayStation, like 4K, beautiful on the PS5, and then all of a sudden, like the camera pans down from this, and it's a like, hard landscape. 4K render of JJ's <laughs> yeah, face, and, it, it, and like, then his fade, mouth opens up, it fades down, yep, exactly, <laughs> super wide. You see, it's kind of worried. Then, like I, I need to brush my teeth and do some whitening before we, uh, you know, it's what I mean? too late. We can no, it's a digital you. We can just make them white. Yeah. Okay, well, I like we that. Can, I wish I could digital can... you my stuff right now. <laughs> uh, but thanks, Top Rate. That was awesome. And thanks for sending it in on YouTube because that's yeah. like a cool way. Literally, cool place you can send us questions getting, anywhere. Yeah. Send us questions anywhere. I want to hear what Adrian's answers are, if you have any. What are your, some of your questions? Uh, I do. Um, mine was Tetris, but my specific one, uh, I think that is the best version of Tetris that's been made so far, is uh, Tetris DS. Oh, um, okay. Tetris DS was one that they made specifically in collaboration with Nintendo. So all the Tetris puzzles or all the boards are like old NES games. So there's like a Zelda board, there's a Mario board, there's a Metroid board. And that's how you play the games is by doing, uh, getting the lines or getting the, clearing the lines in the Tetris board. And it's, okay. it's so awesome. They did original music for it based on the games. Uh, there's all kinds of different modes. There's like an endless mode. Uh, there's a versus mode that used to be online when it was active. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that version of Tetris rules. Um, also a lot of one that I don't hear a lot of people talk about. I don't know if you guys know it, uh, is uh bubble bobble or puzzle oh, yeah. bobble. I, bubble bobble. I've heard the name. I've never seen the game or played it. So yeah. it's the one where it's all the little colored, uh, jewels or bubbles at the top. And then you have one down at the bottom. And you have to aim it one way or the other on the board. And then you shoot yours up to match the color of the other ones at the top. Garrett, if you looked, if you saw it, you know, you would know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. It's a, it's a classic, Garrett. So even though you're having a hard time picturing it right now, if you're looking it up, which you typically do when you don't know something, I, oh, and I'm you turn to that right side, now. you're normally Googling it. I'm so, looking it up <laughs> right now. Are you sure ah. that's? Are you sure that's? Yeah, bubble bubble. Because because I'm looking at bubble bubble right now, and it looks like a platformer with like a little dinosaur dude. Well, no, 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 bubble bubble. Yes. Am I thinking of bubble bubble or puzzle bubble? Maybe puzzle bubble. Let me, me look at puzzle. Let me look at puzzle bubble. Oh, now we're all we're all checking. Maybe now it's balloon rolling. fight. Now you're, <laughs> you're you're thinking of puzzle bubble. Puzzle, puzzle bubble. bubble. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, characters from Bubble Bobble are in Puzzle Bobble. I yes. knew I knew exactly what you were talking about. I thought it was called Bubble Bobble, but I've seen that same game many, many times. I've never played it though. But it was it's on the excellent. It, it I looks, love it. It looks just like uh what's that other game that exactly like this with the unicorn? Like I don't know why I can't think of the name right now. Which one is it? Is it from that time period? Because Puzzle no, Bobble no, is no, from no, like no, the eighties. No. It's not, it's not from that. That's it's a I'm thinking of a newer game, but uh, it was like big on the Xbox Arcade. Um, why can't I think of the name of that? Hang on. Who's I'm it gonna, by? Is it by somebody? Like, is it maybe by like Pop? It's like a Pop Cap Games kind of thing, isn't it? Oh, oh, um, uh, Peggle. Peggle. No. Yes. Is it? Yes. That's exactly what. I'm so is it kind of like a Peggle? It's better than Peggle, but Peggle okay. wants to be Puzzle right. Wobble. I'm just right. okay. just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> And then 
I guess my last one. Uh, my last one, it's more of a, a, I guess, riddle. No, there's some puzzles. Uh, is the Professor Layton series. Um, okay. I think those have some excellent puzzles. Yeah. Uh, in them, puzzles, riddles, uh, kind of like homeworky, mathy riddle questions. Uh, but they're really well done. And there's a lot of them throughout that series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, there you go. There's some more puzzle games for you. Top rate. Go check those out. Um, if when you're when Bob is you breaking your brain, go try one of those. Give it a break. <laughs> um, all right. Sir Prince-a-Lot asks, if you ordered a play date, do you have it yet? And if you don't have it yet, are you sad? I don't know. You tell me, sir. You tell me. <laughs> <sighs> so, yes, Adrian got his, and I do not have mine. <laughs> and, and, yes, and, yes, I am sad. I am sad, Sir Prince Law. So thanks for... Don't worry, Garrett. Your time in the sun will come. Until then, I'll crank for both of us. I'll crank it for both of us. (laughs) Sir Prince a lot legitimately just like virtually kicked you right in the sack. Yeah. That was a a direct shot. Oh, 100%. He's going right for me. So thanks for that. That was nice. He also writes in, if video games were banned or outlawed overnight... I got it this time. I was having a hard time reading that earlier. Uh, (laughs) Would you all pivot and podcast together still? And what about if the answer is yes? (laughs) So video games, Biden comes out and he's like, video games are illegal. Come on, man. No more video (laughs) games. If you own a console, police are coming, knocking on your door, taking your consoles, you know, and we're throwing them in a pile and burning them. Uh, Are we continuing to do the podcast? They're not going to burn them. You know how much this, a lot of that stuff is worth? They're not burning. No, no way. They're they're sculpting all the gold semiconductors, and then they're burning them. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't like this alternate reality. This is like a version of sliders where, like, you land, and, like, all of a sudden, like, this world doesn't like video games. I don't like this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I am out of here. But that's not the question. The question is, are we going to keep podcast? Are we going to do the Super Gamer Boys I mean, it'd be called something else. Even though video games are illegal. I I mean, we could do like we were talking about before and just do pirate radio. Right. But broadcast from an undisclosed location. Are we still still talking about video games then? Are we we still talking about video games, though? Is that the thing? Are we going to keep talking about video games? I mean, it'd probably be part of it. But if if we, for like, okay, if we stuck to the, the prompt and didn't talk about games at all, I feel like we talk about enough outside of the podcast that we can definitely do like a just whatever you know what i mean talk about whatever and and still be fine yeah just an irl in real life like you know just telling stories and and just talking life experience and stuff like that Mm -hmm. there there's more to life than video games can't believe i said what but i know (laughs) don't judge me some of us never get to play those oh garrett no garrett's walking away from the podcast oh well why did it get three times cooler right now adrian it was just you and i you tell me i mean i know but but, right i'm not i don't want to hurt i don't want to hurt editor garrett's feelings well yeah he's gonna (sighs) edit it later so he would take out anything that we Mm -hmm, could say mm -hmm. that was defamatory garrett i'm sorry (laughs) that's not what i meant video games are life jj video games are life well Um, outside of that we have plenty of stuff that we can vamp about and talk about yeah uh, but but I like I like the idea of like 
under the shadow of night and podcasting <laughs> about video games and like wearing like anonymous mask, you know, like, like everybody's Vendetta. room goes dark. We're all <laughs> lit by the screen of a Game Boy Advance yeah. SP. Alexa, turn off studio. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing's collecting. Yeah, there you go. It's just dark mode. This nothing is a podcast connected. now. This is nothing a podcast is now. Let's do the rest you of the guys. podcast in the dark. I played a little Edith Finch this week. <laughs> <laughs> did did you guys guys I almost I almost platinum Death Stranding. But you what? You can't the, unlock trophies, but, they watch that. But I know, I know the cops are on to me, but I'm so close, I gotta finish it. <laughs> guys, I played like five minutes of cluster truck and then played um a, a, a pirated Chinese video game on my phone in the bathroom. But I think I think they're at the door right now. Oh, they're, they're knocking right now. Quick, disconnect. Terminate <laughs> hey, the signal. Terminate wipe. the signal. Let me wipe first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no time. You're out of here. You're going to the big uh, house with messy drawers. Going to the. I'm going to the the brink. That's horrible. Oh man. With a with a poopy butthole. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Gross. Oh man. That's so nasty. What else do you think you do in the I bathroom when you're gonna wipe? Yeah, right. Crank it. Why do you, you could crank the play date. I'm cranking you could be it. Doing that. I, I, when I, yeah, when I'm in the bathroom, I'm not taking. I'm cranking it, baby. Mm. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'd totally be down. You know what? If video games are banned, we're still doing a video game podcast. And even if I had to do it myself, if you guys chicken out, you can go do your IRL podcast. I'm gonna keep talking about video. You're games. chickening out way Look. before we chicken out. <laughs> Look, absolutely, yeah, you Garrett, you'd be so quick. You have Worse. kids to think about. I'm telling yeah. you right now, if Russia took over the U.S. and got rid of all of our, our video games, because now it's Russia, the big bad guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I would immediately. What year is it? it what, <laughs> 1980 what? Hey, again, <laughs> I would immediately, immediately start calling myself Comrade JJ, and I would be all about the Soviet Union return, you know? Like, do whatever it takes. I'm not going to get killed. I don't want, I mean, I figure it would be like a big prison sentence. I don't want to get raped. So I'm going to do what I got to do. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I, mean, I can't be mad at you. I get it. I get it. You're get it. you're 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 a scrapping young lad. So I'd survive. I'm like I'm a survivor. I got cockroach. You can't kill me. I, I love how JJ immediately is just like, yeah, screw the down with the U.S. Down with America. I'm Russian now. <laughs> I am the most Wait patriotic. Thanks for person. finding me. I, I most... was trapped in the U.S. for forty years. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, and I want everybody who's listening to our show to know that I am very patriotic. I fly the flag all the time. I I pledge allegiance to the flag and all that kind of stuff. But I would give it up in a heartbeat if they came here. I would be the first one to kill all of you. And just, whatever it takes, just make sure that I've got my you know my uh, amount of rationed gruel to feed myself. Just like prove your allegiance, kill your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your two targets are Garrett and Adrian. <laughs> Com comrade Adrian and Comrade Garrett, we're going to your allegiance. <laughs> Take this warhead and blow up the zoo. <laughs> I can't. No! I can't do that. I'm not a monster. Like, come on. Which wait? Which zoo? The Omaha Zoo? Yes, the Omaha Zoo. <laughs> no, that's like that's like crapping all over America. I could see if it was like in a dump like San Diego. Come on. All right, all right, okay. 
Now, now we're, you know, that's, that's personal. I take that personally. No. <laughs> uh, so good. Yes. Uh, I, I love how the thing is though, like JJ, you're such a chameleon. Like, yeah, you can do your accent. Like you would, you could, not only would you like turn on America, but like you could literally turn into another character and play off and be like, I'm not JJ. That's my fake name. And like, right. Dude, you better hope you never like, drop it. Right? Yeah. Never. I, don't I, ever drop trust it. Trust me. I can, I can keep it going the whole time. And I would be, I'd be like, I have been double agent the whole time. Not a problem. Okay. I, I love the Russia, the Soviet Union. You know, I'm just saying, I, oh, I'd be all, be all over it. I'd be all over it. <laughs> Oh, now I kind of want to see a video game where, where where the super gamer boys on the play date are going to fight the Russians over the Omaha Zoo. The coolest thing about that, JJ, is somebody can make it. Someone can make that and I can play it. Uh, yes. I can if if Garrett, don't we know people who make games? Yes, I think so. Uh, I mean, also we, the SDK we, we, is free, dude. It's free. Um, I will record lines. I, I said it last week. If you make a game for Playdate, I will. I, if you need VO from me, I will do it. Hit us up. No please. charge, no nothing. Hundred percent. I'm into. Let me know. That'd yeah. be great. That I, I think of like, okay, so the game. Let, let's pitch this game now. I imagine <laughs> it's so, me and you. Yeah. And <laughs> wait, a, a, is a it suit? against me? So the yeah. oh, so JJ, yeah. JJ, JJ has the turned. Big bad. JJ has turned on us. <laughs> Me and Adrian, special. We're sneaking around the zoo. the zoo. It's Metal Gear. It to, is now Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to disable. We're trying to disable the nuclear warhead to save the zoo the from JJ. It's it's. Uh, it's, it's hidden it's, in it's the a metal gear. cage. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a metal gear, but instead cage. of yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's a metal gear, but instead of a metal gear, it's actually like a mechanical rhino. Now you've like mechanized <laughs> the rhinos, brainwashed them. It's like a animal control, mind control device, and that's how you're launching the nukes. <laughs> I would 100 percent play this game. By the way, <laughs> we're sneak, we're sneaking into the zoo. Is against the Russian army and JJ. He's somehow become we got sneak the on and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it, and I just want to make sure that I'm getting some of the royalties from this game. But I'm I'm down for the VO. I'm down for whatever. You need I, to cl uh, clip this, and so we can put it on uh, social media channels and get this campaign going. Because I want to see this become a reality. 100%. That would be so good. We got and it like with, with dialogue and everything. Yeah, and, uh, and unlike Garrett and Adrian who have morals, I have none. And I will voice over anything. And I That's mean what makes anything. you the perfect bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love this. Uh, we really need this game now. Uh, even if I have to do it myself. No, I'd rather hey. a professional do it. If there's anyone out there who knows what they're doing. Hit us oh, up. Man. That'd be so cool. Uh <laughs> Alrighty, let's uh, get on to this next question here. This wait, is a good wait. one. This is it was a, the okay, mechanical okay, rhino on. that did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I the mechanical rhino was what put it over the top. That's how you show up riding them like that. Yeah, and, you got yeah. Your, uh, and dude, wouldn't it be good if I had out? no shirt on, like like nope. like Putin, and I got no you shirt have no on? No shirt on, but you have one of those the hats that they wear, the ones that do like this. Yeah, absolutely, the tall like ones. The fur, the fur hat. And oh, I'm yeah. thinking, you know it. I'm thinking the nuclear warhead shoots out of the rhino's horn. I was going to say butt, but okay. <laughs> That's this isn't Ace Ventura. This isn't well, Ace Ventura. Well, it's me. It's me who's doing it. So, you know, I'd have to add a little bit of comedy flair to it, you know? <laughs> You're wanting to taste my hot rhino. You know, he's like, you know, I'm just saying. 
Who's now, our Who's our uh, our Otacon though? Who are we checking in? Like, who's giving us intel? Hmm. See, that's a, like, that we got. That's something we got to think about. Yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a toughie. I feel like it has it to be Kajoma, be, right? That's what I. It's exactly what popped in my head it was Kajoma. Well, I was like, it has I, to be Kajoma. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, the one you're sleeping on that you're not aware of, my comrade in arms, Sir Prince a lot. Because uh, oh, no. not Sir my Prince best Lott, friend. Sir Prince is <laughs> he lives right near me, and that's where the crux of the whole thing is: is that he's going to be a turncoat and is joining my Russian <laughs> army. He is making sure. Or he was they... a plant the whole time, and he was trying to throw us off from the beginning. <gasps> JJ is a sleeper agent. Sir Prince is sending the codes out through questions. Activates JJ. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the whole thing pops off we just started with do, us doing a regular podcast and then all of a sudden jj just like starts like speaking perfect russian we're like what is happening welcome <laughs> back agent perdom <laughs> oh no okay and i got a hit boys we, we can we go to the next boys. one but we really we really need i mean this is this is a triple a game now i think i don't know <laughs> We like we, we have any, 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 we yeah we have any developer friends, but I don't know. This might be like Naughty Dog level now. This is like, like Kojima. <laughs> this is what they're working on. They're not working on the Last of Us remaster. They're working on this. This is like Kojima Productions level now. Like we need to get like the, the original stealth action you know I, guy I, in here. I know we signed an NDA, but sorry, Neil Druckmann. We had to tell the people yeah. this, this concept is too good to pass up. Neil Druckmann, yeah, Naughty this Dog. This summer, okay. one of the greatest video game podcasts in history. Join you as you join them in an adventure in Omaha. They are the Soviet Gamer Boys. <laughs> now, this totally sounds like a game like Devolver Digital would produce, though. Like it sounds like some crazy. We can Devolver hit them up, game. man. I, I tell you, they'll put us in in uh, talks with the right people. Devolver doesn't miss. Oh come on! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna paste all this together in a little like video, so we can post on Twitter. We're gonna t pl uh, tag Playdate. We're gonna tag Devolver Digital. We're so we need to we need to find we need to talk to Devolver, <laughs> so we can get a developer on board, so that we can have them develop it, and then we need to talk to Panic, so that we can put this game on Playdate. Yeah. It needs to be in the next season, the season two. Yes, it needs game. to be in season like, two. Like it's, this isn't something we're selling on our own. This needs to be an official. Panic Everyone season. is going yeah. to play this. Like yes. they're forced to play this game, whether they like it or not. <laughs> Metal Gear, it's solid. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. Too much fun. We're good at this. Uh, Maybe we should start like a new podcast where we just make up video games. On the games. Fly. Does someone give us a, a prompt? Like do that every week. Be like, okay, like. Everyone send in your prompts and we take What's pick, another like, premise. Yeah. Like, th like pick pick three random prompts and then just like make a game off of it. That'd be genius. I'm down for doing one every once in a while. All we right, can make it right. a segment. I mean, just a segment. I don't know. I, I, I would you love think we it. could do a whole <laughs> show of it. I'd love the flesh. Honestly, I feel like we could talk for another hour about this Metal Gear solid here. But then once I'm, you I'm, do that, doesn't that kind of make it Dungeons and Dragons? How so? I mean, we're not role playing. When, when you're role playing and you're coming up with with a premise and then you're making stuff up off the fly, o on, only if someone pulls out some dice. <laughs> well, uh, Gary, you were bound to come up with some damn dice in the next little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I got I got about six sets back here. Let me know. Um, all right, this next question. Let's get to the next question here. Eddie Martin, Patreon producer, writes in. 
Mount Rushmore of video game items can be power-ups, piece of equipment, etc. So every video game you've ever played, what are your top four favorite video game items? Ooh, good grief. That's a tough That's asking list. a lot. <laughs> it really is. Like, honestly, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was struggling. I, I mean, I'm still struggling. I do not have a full list. I'm kind of like... I mean, I've definitely got one. I think you guys can guess what one of them is. Um, But the other three would be, I think, for sure would probably be the BFG from Doom. Okay. Um... Good grief. This is now he said it could be armor too, right? It just says a power up or a piece of equipment, etc. So a piece of equipment, I guess, could be armor. Yeah, that's what I would okay. think that as. Uh it'd be a Phoenix down. Cause that's essentially like giving me an extra life. Okay. From Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and then what's the last one? What's the last one? Does a summon count as an item? Like if I if I you know how like you can yeah I I would something? I would think yeah 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 because I like I mean in like yeah in the Final Fantasy games like it, it's it's an it's an actual like item that you use in order to summon the thing so yeah I would say so oh, okay uh right okay well you know what I'll hold that one and then I'll do the uh, Hylian shield okay okay so wait what was that so you have the the BFG the shield the Phoenix down, Phoenix what, down. Was, what was the fourth one Keyblade. Oh, okay. You said you said that we would know what it is, but you didn't say it. So, okay, the Keyblade. I just wanted. I didn't. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm a dummy. Oh, I'm I didn't. So... I didn't know. I guess I don't. You know don't you know me all. at all. Then. I don't know you at all. You're a complete stranger to me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so for me, would... yeah. You go ahead, JJ. Because I'm still thinking. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so first and foremost, I don't think you could talk a power up or an item from video games without bringing up the mushroom from super mario brothers like, i thought you were gonna go fire flower i was yeah. i was really thinking you were gonna go there i feel like if we're, if we're trying to be the the mount rushmore we're thinking like the four biggest or most iconic uh items or power-ups or whatever so i feel like that mushroom has to be there man because that's the thing that gives you the power makes you grow and get big and strong bones garrett you know uh, so I would say that'd be that'd be one of the four that's on the uh, the Mount Rushmore. And as far as the other three, that is really difficult, <laughs> like so difficult. This is really such is. a great question, and I probably should have tried to do a little preparation beforehand. But I'm always like you no, know man. dragging. It's always better when <laughs> Not, it's on the fly. Man, uh, it, well, I I have a couple. I don't have a complete list, but I have a couple so far. So maybe I'll I'll say my couple. That'll give you time to come up with like one more, one or two cool. more. Yeah. Okay. The bandana from Metal Gear Solid, infinite ammo bandana. That's like iconic. Okay. I love that. So, and you don't get that unless you beat the game. You finish the game, and then when you go back and play a second time, it's almost like New Game Plus, where like all of a sudden in your inventory you'll see a infinite ammo bandana, so you never run out of ammo. That's such a cool item, such a fun thing. Um, my second one is uh, the uh, the wrist blade from Assassin's Creed. I think Ooh. it's one of the coolest weapons ever. Like, I love that one. Um, and then uh, there was a third one that popped in my head real quick, and now I'm blanking on. I don't know. JJ, do you have another one now? Kratos's axe. 
from ah, God of War. The Leviathan yes. Axe. Yeah, yes, the sir. Leviathan Axe was incredible, man. So, I mean, if we're thinking like a major weapon to be up there on that Mount Rushmore, I think that it's got to be mentioned for sure. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Leviathan, the Leviathan Axe, for sure. Um, Boy. This is this this is extremely hard. Uh, I don't I an item box from Mario Kart. <laughs> Just the item, but not a specific I was item. Say, no, now, does it, or does it have to be a specific item? I don't know. I guess I guess it does. Uh, well, the I think my favorite item. Okay, I'll pick a specific item because the item box that's kind of everything. It doesn't really count. Um, my favorite item is probably just the basic red shell i love a good red shell like it's perfect because it's you can hit people in front of you it auto targets and it's a great shield for behind so it's a solid i I, I think my third pick would be the red shell from mario kart um and uh i don't know jd you got another one i'm grasping for my fourth one still i am struggling very hard um i was trying to think weapons i'm like looking around my room right now (laughs) (laughs) you've got all the paraphernalia garrett are you really not gonna say octocamel I mean, isn't is yeah. not up there for you? That's cool. I I do like it. Um, I feel like it's like an honorable mention to okay to the bandana. It, it's great and all. It's cool. I just feel like it also just kind of breaks the game. Granted, so does infinite ammo bandana, but. Like with, with with the active camo, you can just like run through the game and no one sees you at all. Like you just kind of like it almost makes it way too uh, like it's like a cheat code almost more than like an item. I don't know. So okay, so I'm a big fan of the Uncharted movie. We all know. <laughs> no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, I love the Uncharted games, but I'm actually gonna choose uh, the the hook repel uh, that he ends oh, up using yeah. to always throw and swing from the repelling hook i really like that i think it's a cool item i'd like to have that up there because nathan Uh, drake you know yeah um i'm such an idiot i just turned around and it was like oh (laughs) a pokeball (laughs) iconic right empty pokeball (laughs) well not with a pokemon in there obviously but i mean Oh, yeah, well, I guess if it's going up on Mount Rushmore, you're not actually using it. I know. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not going to put a Pokemon in there and then force it to be stuck to the side of a mountain for the rest of eternity, <laughs> never to see daylight again. Yeah, he's that not would evil, be, Adrian. That would be Pokemon. That'd be animal cruelty. Uh, but no, I think my last would definitely be Pokeball. <laughs> JJ, do you have, uh, I think you've named three, right? I've named three. Think? And as far as the fourth one, I cannot think of anything off the mm. top of my head, unfortunately. I'm thinking like Resident Evil, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe one of the red herbs from Resident Evil. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like the herbs or something, the red or green herb. Those would be a good item for Resident Evil. Cool. All right, there you go. Mount Rushmore video game items. That I was I, difficult, I, I, Eddie. <laughs> I, I love these Mount Rushmore questions that he comes up with, and because I feel like it's like such a infinite question like you can just keep... it makes you pull from everything yeah and you can just keep changing like like it's the same question but with a different subject and i love that so simple so fun so thank you for that one uh this last question comes from shadow ranger zero two and they ask what's your favorite horror story creepypasta that you've ever read okay i need to be answering first and here's why because it plays into the whole omaha zoo thing so 
Um, oh boy. <laughs> and and the Russian take. The legend so, continues. <laughs> so the greatest creepy pasta of all time is something that I believed was totally real when I first heard it in the 90s. The Russian sleep experiment. Now I'm not sure if you guys have heard that creepy pasta, but the Russian sleep experiment is one of the most well known and many oftentimes told creepy pasta. And essentially it was claimed that there was a sleep experiment done in Russia where they took all these criminals and they put them in a room and they pumped this gas into the room to keep them awake. And so they were awake for, I don't remember what it was, like a week or two weeks or whatever it was. And they're in the room and they're just slowly going insane. And then eventually when they pull out like a couple of people who are still alive, um, they are screaming to go back in because they want that gas because they don't want to fall asleep or they'll die. It's it's insane. It's really, really great. Have you guys not, neither of you guys heard of the Russian I, sleep experiment? I feel like I have, but oh, I mean, it's been forever. It's one of those things where like, I, I know the name, but I couldn't remember like what it actually was because it's been so long. But That kind of reminds me of those, um, was, where was that, Stanford? That they were doing those experiments on students with like keeping them awake and keeping them in dark rooms for like days at a time. That doesn't ring a bell for anybody? No, it does. Oh, I actually, I, I, I actually, funny enough, just did a little research on the Russian sleep experiment a couple of weeks ago and read a couple of articles on Wikipedia about some of the different uh, testings where people have been sleep deprived and on purpose and who holds it's like wild. the record for the longest time and uh, hallucinations, uh, losing touch with reality, uh, all the things that come across with not getting sleep yeah dang um for me uh i'm i'm a fan of like things that are uh like true i guess if that makes sense um like i actually uh it's hard to point out one thing in particular but I've always loved, well, I mean, JJ, you know, like I've always loved the true crime kind of stuff. I remember you turned yeah. me on to a podcast one time that was fantastic because yeah. like went through like all these crazy serial killers and all Sword sorts of stuff. Sword and Scale. Sword yeah, and Scale. Actually, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Fantastic show, but listening to it for eight hours a day for like weeks yep. at a time. Yep. I had to stop because I'm like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, my, like, you, you start going to a dark place listening to that podcast yep. a little too long. Yep. Um, Fantastic show, though. So, like, stuff like that or – but, like, recently. So, I actually just found this, like, last week maybe, um, this YouTube channel called Chilling Scares. And all it is is, like, these videos of, like, people write in their own stories or even, like, send in actual footage, like, kind of unexplained, like, weird stuff. Um, and it's, like, just, like, six disturbing findings caught on camera in the forest. And it's, like – there's, it's not horror stuff. There's no monsters. Like, and he, that's the thing. He never talks about supernatural at all. Like everything he talks about is very much like it could, you know, he, he, yeah, there's, it's, there's no supernatural element to it. It's very much real. Or like one of them that I just watched the other day is the 10 most disturbing, disturbing things caught on ring doorbells. And it's actual footage from people's ring doorbells of like 
people dressed up as like you know remember back in what was it, like 2016 with the whole killer clown thing the that clown? went on yeah. yeah like killer the kill like people dressed up as clowns come to the doors but like actually having knives and like trying to like there's a video of like the guy trying to open the someone's front door and it was locked oh, man. but like he had a knife in his hand and tried to break in someone's house and they caught it on their ring doorbell and like or you know someone sleeping on the couch it's home security footage where they're like laying on the couch asleep and all of a sudden the security camera triggers and someone's upstairs like they broke into their house and they're stealing their stuff like that's the kind of stuff that i love where it's like it's real like it's not actually like made up stuff or supernatural it's like yeah. oh i'm home alone and someone else is in the house with me and they shouldn't be here <laughs> and like that's way more terrifying to me like because oh, it could yeah. actually happen like yeah. that is real so that's that's my kind of uh yeah horror content is so check out chilling scares on youtube i love it because it's all like stuff like that where people write in stories or this guy finds clips on the internet and then kind of puts them together in little uh um yeah videos like that all together so that actually Fantastic. sounds just like mr ballin mr ballin okay. is on youtube and he has a phenomenal show same basic premise where he's telling stories that are chilling stories and like so he tells mm. these stories and you know show some actual photos of some of the people that have you know were involved in the stuff and yeah. so it sounds along the same lines very very good stuff mr bowling yeah. on youtube yeah i and i yeah i love it because i mean it's one of those things like it's us love hate i hate it like listening to him like uh the, so terrifying but i love it because it's just like man like this is real like it could actually happen like i not not that i'd ever want it to but that's what makes it so scary it's like i could 100 percent wake up one night and like some dude is like standing over my bed going through my nightstand or something <laughs> just like yeah. ah, what the like that's what makes it so terrifying because it's real so so yeah, over with mr ballin i just watched a video yesterday where he was telling a story about a submarine a russian submarine that actually went under the water and everybody was like hey what you know what's going on with the submarine and they were kind of like brushing it off the generals were like no 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 they're doing a, a test right now on the on the bottom they're fine and the family starts tripping out and essentially there was an explosion with one of the missiles that were supposed to be a fake missile not not a real one and it exploded and so the thing sunk to the bottom there was a huge fire and there's like five chambers inside of this submarine it's cut up like a submarine sandwich you know cut up into these different chambers mm -hmm. and this guy who was in the fourth chamber is stuck inside of the chamber and he essentially after 16 hours or so is completely in the dark and he is writing notes with a little notepad pad in his pocket and writing notes where he can't even see what he's writing saying you know that there was a fire and he's going to die tell his family that he loves them and he's writing these on a little notepad and it's like man he's he was able to like write this legible little notes put it into his pocket and then the way that things were done they were able to tell that he wrote other stuff a little later saying like now we're completely in the dark um you know like basically he opened up even though it was dangerous for him he opened up uh to let the people from three the third section into their section and then they moved into the last section and that's where they were when they eventually were found days later but they tried to cover it up and it was essentially like it was an incredible story but that's one of those Dang. times of things where you're like you feel like you're trapped in the submarine with this guy 
yeah. when Mr. Bolland is telling the story. And I love horror, but the best kind of horror, psychological horror, is when it scares the crap out of you and you feel like you're right there. And, yeah. you know, you're suffering with the people who are suffering. Mm-hmm. Man, so good. Uh, Adrian, did you have an answer? I, I don't know if you, I heard you answer. Do you like I mean, cre- creepy pasta, scary stuff? It's not necessarily creepy pastas. Um, I don't know if you can even. It's kind of pre-internet in a, in a way. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I have to give a shout out to Goosebumps. Ah, come yes. on now. So not good. a living, not a living dummy. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, Monster Blood. Come on now. Classics. Say cheese and die. That one. Oh my god. You gonna you telling me there's a camera that. Whenever I take a picture or something, it's just gonna show me what's gonna happen to it. Yeah, so they and stole, the one where he, they stole <laughs> he that took a from picture Twilight of that girl. Zone. They stole mm-hmm. that idea from Twilight Zone. That was a Twilight but it, Zone. But no, I found that out later on yeah. as I got older. But mm-hmm. when he took a picture of of that girl in the group, and they looked at the the picture, and she wasn't there. It's like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> so terrifying. Yes. For my little nine, ten year old brain. Right. That's <laughs> terrifying for my forty year old brain. <laughs> now, hang on. Am I I, I just need to uh, uh confirm something side real note, quick. Night of the dummy is one of the best stories. It's so ever, good. It's so it. good, I dude. It. I remember getting that book, uh the some goosebumps books and having that one specifically and reading it to my daughter, my oldest, when she was younger, and I think she was six or seven and she always wanted to have spooky stuff she liked stuff like that she liked to be scared and i remember reading that to her when she was like seven i think and oh man she would fall asleep and i would just keep reading <laughs> like not like <laughs> like man i love this, this getting pretty still. good <laughs> yeah <laughs> is he still writing them rl stein uh, i don't think so i i don't think that he is hmm. now sit back in his what Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you was sitting back in those thick Coke bottle glasses and raking in the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I don't, I doubt JJ would have known of this, but Adrian, do you remember a show from the early to mid 90s called Ghostwriter? Kids solving local crimes, capers, and mysteries in their neighborhood with the help of a ghost who can only communicate through writing and words. Why does this sound so familiar? I, I do I do remember it. I yeah. think I never watched it, but I do remember it. I I forget what network of it, it was it was like oh, Nickelodeon, it was Nickelodeon or if it was PBS. Yeah, was it was Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, something like that. Um and uh I I love the show. I thought it was fantastic, but there is this one episode that terrified me as a kid. Um it was and I actually I think it's so it, it was actually the oh last. Oh my god! It was the last four episodes. They did a part one, part two, part three, part four. So it was like four episodes in a row, called Attack of the Slime Monster. And those four episodes, that gooey Gus doll, I I still like. It's it's so ingrained in my head. It will I, never I, leave I, me. <laughs> like Google gooey Gus doll. I, I got uh, it right here. I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> and dude, like I every any time, like I don't know. It'll like throughout the day. It sounds bizarre throughout the day. Like at random times, it'll just like that picture will pop in my head, and I still get goosebumps. It's like oh, you gotta go to so therapy, scared. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've been scarred for life by Ghost Rider, this kids show. Oh man! I thought you were gonna pull up. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? Now that okay, that's okay. an absolute classic. That was a good one. That was a good one. 
Um, but yeah, I loved Ghost Rider. It was such a goofy, like trying to be educational, but then basically it was just like these kids solving crimes and <laughs> with with the help of this ghost. <laughs> it was like really weird. Um, man, so good. Were Old you a, a Tales from the Crypt fan? Um, no, I mean, it's not that I wasn't a fan. I, I didn't really know about it. There's, yeah. uh, until like later, it was something like later on I heard about yeah. it. I'm like, oh, how did I miss that as a kid? But yeah, you um, guys are both pretty young, but I grew up at the perfect age for Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt was so good that it made me want to go out and get all of the old Tales from the Crypt comics and all of the mm. old EC comic stuff that was the horror stuff. Oh, there's such good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt was fantastic. The Crypt Keeper. Yeah, I feel like I, I remember seeing like every once in a while as like a like a rerun late night kind of thing on different on different channels. But um, yeah, yeah, they made again, a couple like, of B never... movies. Uh, Tales okay. from the Crypt. After having a TV show on HBO for so many years with John Casser as the voice of uh, of the Crypt Keeper, they ended up having a couple of really great movies. One of them was Bordello of Blood and mm-hmm. Demon Knight. And they're both really good. They're both really, really good horror movies with, like, Tales from the Crypt was always great at having humor in there. Mm-hmm. Like, this sarcastic, witty humor. You know, the, the kind that I like. And uh, so it was it was perfect for, like, my age at the time. I'm actually glad to hear that, like, people like your age have found it later and are able to enjoy it, you know, because there's such good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a shame that people in different generations don't get to see some of that old stuff do kids today even like scary stuff i never hear them talk about like scary movies or things like that or like scary books or you know what i mean um i know for my kids my kids like spooky stuff they like they like to be scared but not too much you know it's like there's there's no like level like i don't hear kids today talk about like a like an are you afraid of the dark or like a, a goosebumps or oh. what? What 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 what? Scary stories to tell in the dark. You remember that book? Yes. Dude, that was a book that like I would sneak Scarred it home. Scarred you for life? I would sneak it home from the school library because I wasn't allowed to have it because it was too scary. Really? My parent oh. my parents my I mean I wasn't allowed to re- read Harry Potter. Um, oh, okay, fair point. <laughs> uh, but I would I was like, oh, I'm definitely not allowed to read this, but I'm bringing it home so i would like get these books from the library and like hide them on like under my mattress or like under my nightstand stuff like that and then at night pull out the flashlight and read them and dude again this is one of those just like gooey guess like i'll have flashbacks of like the <laughs> the, the freaking like uh the scarecrow dude or uh the the ghost like creepy ghost lady the kid uh the kid like all of it every that is just iconic and there's two of them i think scary stories the tell in the dark and then scary stories too and they were both fantastic books i really want to get a cop copy of those because i would love to oh, have you could probably get shelf. a digital copy these days i mean it'd be so fun to have like the paper just like the good old days so just oh s- yeah sitting on the shelf back there i can just pop it out when i really want to scare the pants off myself <laughs> but like because they were they were written for like young adults kids but there's some of the stories are like very intense, very terrifying and yes. borderline like, oh, this is very graphic, <laughs> like for like a young adult. I was surprised because like, yeah, you have like a Goosebumps or you have a, you know, all the, like these other like kids books are, you know, they were scary, but I felt like they were 
I don't know. Yeah, they there was still no. Like I a, get what you're saying. A funness to it, where like scary stories to tell in the dark was like, no, like this is terrifying, and we're also gonna scar you for life, which it did. Like obviously, because I again I think about it regularly. Like oh man, like that is such such a scary story. <laughs> there was a movie that came out like in the last couple of years, right? Was that any good? Did you guys see it? I think they, um, they, they made a movie based off the book, like where they kind of bunched all those stories. Did they together. call it scary stories? Let me look. Let me go. Google it real quick. Um, scary stories to tell. Okay, here it is. Yes, 2019, directed by Andre Overadol. What was it rated? Mm. Rated. I can't find the IMDb for it. Uh, I have to it imagine it's PG, right? Because it was ba- it was aimed. It originally aimed at a younger audience. It is but rated. you could be 13. You can get away with PG-13. Okay. Yeah, PG-13. Just immediately on the IMDb, there is an image of the freaking Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, Just for you. I hate it. Why is Guillermo del Toro in all the marketing of it? Did he help with it? No, he's probably just a big fan. Oh, he did the screen. So the screenplay was done by Dan Hagerman. Hageman and Kevin Hageman. He might have produced it. And Guillermo del Toro did a screen story, so he wrote part of it. He was a... Maybe he he wrote one of the stories. Yeah, maybe. Or adapted one of the stories for for the screen. Right. Interesting. I don't know if it's any good or not, but just seeing that freaking Scarecrow picture is... uh, (laughs) It's triggering. triggering I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done. (laughs) So good. Um... Cool. Well, that's it for for questions. We don't have any more questions. So, and we've been going for about an hour. Adrian. And what about it? My thought is I do the ad here and then we can get into what you plan where you can share some play day stuff. How about that? Let's do it. All right. It's now time for the ad. This is a part of the show where I tell you to go support us at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. If you love what we do, love the content we bring you, bringing you the news each and every week, except for this week where we're just having fun, um, <clears throat> you can, uh, if you want to, you know what, one of our goals on Patreon is, you know, you'll get a show where there's more of this, just having fun and chit-chatting if we can hit that $100 a month level. So go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys if, if you want that to happen. You get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show, Super Gamer Book Club. Um, you get uh, uh, also access to season one of Super Gamer Book Club, hosted by Zetch Keenan, uh, previous host, rest in peace. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, uh, you can get show notes early for the show, so you know what we're going to be talking about, what kind of the general format the show's going to be, a place where you can leave your own comments, questions, concerns for specific news stories if you'd like to be involved with the show. Uh, we have the $10 a month, a super gamer producer tier where you get shout outs on the show, just like uh, we did at the top. And then also our producer tier, super gamer producer, where you can pitch us segments for the show, um, kind of be a part of, uh, yeah, brainstorming some stuff. You, you can be top tier. Uh, basically, you are... Uh, I, I, I was going to say, I was, was going to say, you can be our boss, but JJ made fun of me when I say that. I don't know why he always makes fun of me, but that's kind of the gist of it, right? At least for a segment, like you get to pitch Pretty us much. and we, we'll listen to you, you know, whether we like it or not. Um, 
I mean, within reason. We definitely, there's definitely been things we'd vetoed in the past, but for the most, like we, we, within reason, we'll try things. So support us over there. If you have a cool idea for a segment you want us to try out, hit us up, support us at Patreon. We'd love to check that out. You can also, uh, if you're not looking for a monthly thing, you can subscribe on Twitch um, over here when we go live. Uh, Twitch.tv slash The Super Gamer Boys. It's five bucks a month. Or if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming. Correct? Did I get that right, Adrian? Prime, you're muted. Even I know that. I was cranking. It's Prime Oh, your Q is cranking. He is cranking. Prime <laughs> Gaming. If you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming. You can subscribe for free. That's right. Zero dollars to you, five bucks to us. So go do that, please. That helps us out tremendously, and it gives you access to some fun emotes that you can use elsewhere on Twitch with our faces. All right. That's it for the ad. Let's get back to the show. All righty, guys. We're going to start with Adrian this week. Adrian, what you playing? Oh, boy. Let me tell you, I got to I got to do a lead into this because. Uh, I have been following or following this this project and waiting on this for about almost next month will be three years from when they first announced it to the public. Wow. And that is uh, Panic's new handheld called the play date um so this is a totally um panic is of course their own company uh they decided to partner with another uh excellent company called teenage engineering who did the hardware for this uh it's it's i hate saying this but it's the it's the only way that people will understand it is it's kind of like a game boy but it's not um it shares characteristics of that console where, you know, of course it has a D pad, a and a B button. Um, but the screen is leagues, leagues, leagues better than, than that, than the game boy unit. It's much more visible in daylight or in low light situations because it's, it's made out of a really reflective material. Um, and of course the standout feature that everybody likes to, to, you know, move on to as quick as possible is it has a mechanical crank that crank it it's on, it's on the side of the console and you use it to interact with not only the console itself the menus but many games take advantage of it in a ton of different ways so while that's the big physical hook the uh big digital hook is that panic is partnering with tons and tons of independent developers to bring games to this platform and the way that they're distributing them is they're doing uh, two games a week. So they're doing full seasons of games. The first one has 24 games. So when you get your unit, as soon as you turn it on, that's when your season starts. You get two games. And then every week, every Monday, they give you two more. I actually just got two more today. So I'm probably going to be getting two uh, every time we do an episode. So I'm definitely going to be able to you know, come on and that's awesome. Let you know what's going on. Um, now, Adrian, when you when you say that you got two games today, mm -hmm. what size games are we talking? I mean, are we talking like 
Is this a Breath of the Wild long AAA star game, or is this a kind of a smaller hour, two hour, three hour independent type of game? Uh, that's probably the latter. Um, I think most times you're going to be looking at that, but there are a lot of games that um, feel like RPGs or they feel like visual novels where they can, you know, take you down a journey. Uh, there's one game that I'm playing right now that uh, somebody made for it called Bloom, and that takes place over real time. Like you have to plant flowers and then you'll come back later on and be able to take the seeds and sell them and, you know, build up your flower shop. Um, granted that's not the whole focus of the game but just aspects of it take place in real time because the system has a built in clock all that jazz mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily just it's not the fidelity of Game Boy games too like this game or this system has full uh, sound file support mm-hmm. like you, it can play full on you know pre-recorded tracks uh, it has support for fully voiced games if need be or if you want to um, it even has like a rudimentary 3D engine in it. So you can, you know, put some 3D elements in your game. So it's definitely, you know, a step above what people are, are estimating it to be. Correct. Mr. Morlane. Uh, now, when you do your segment on the show and talk about the Playdate games, do we want it to be part of Super Indie Boys? What's your plan? Or do we want to come out with Playdate Presents? <laughs> now that's a that's a tough one mm. <laughs> a new segment playdate presents and you a new talk, segment a new segment uh, that, that replaces your indie boys for a little bit where you just do playdate presents and talk about your two games separate down. from separate from what you're playing I, i'm down i can i can get the footage because they have that mm. mirror so that's not a problem Ooh, for me to do yeah okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll talk about it uh, affair. We'll figure it out. It yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get some stuff on the we'll, books. We'll, we'll get cooking on that. We'll hash it out. Uh, but uh, so I I got the unit, of course, and I've I've got it all set up. I've been playing it nonstop since I got it. I got it on last Thursday, uh, and so far it is everything that I expected and hoped it would be and more. I couldn't be happier with the way things turned out with it. Uh, I think the games that they've picked so far are excellent showcases of of what the unit is capable of i've even gotten some games because they let you sideload games so like if somebody were to make a game independent of the store or of their their release you know their internal releases they they give you the ability to load it onto your own playdate like they don't care they just want people to make stuff for it which so they're hmm? which i was kind of looking into that i feel from what i can tell obviously i don't have one and maybe you can talk more about it and how how that actually works and how that happens but from what i can tell they make it super easy right you basically yeah. can sync your your play date with your panic or play date account and all you have to do is just you know upload the file online right and then it automatically yeah. through wi-fi just uploads to your play date just like your games on mondays pop up like that's it's genius exactly like the that. fact the yep. fact that you don't have to find your cable you don't have to plug it in you mm. don't have to sync anything it's not like syncing a phone with your itunes or whatever like that you literally just you know once your your play date is synced with your play date account you can just if you find if you're scrolling on your computer you find a game you're like oh cool click and drag boom over to the play date and then like it just loads up with Wi-Fi. It comes right back down. That is that is genius because it's like <laughs> it's literally like in 30 seconds you just have a new game. It's like yeah. no plug you don't have to plug things in or play around. It's just boom there. So cool, Mr. Purdom. Uh, Mr. Holmes, hi JJ Purdom with Super Gamer Boys. Uh, quick question: 
when you got the play date and you got all these different games that you've gotten with them, or is there any games that stand out to you? I know you've probably sampled a whole bunch of them, but can you give us the name of any of the games and kind of the premise of any of the games that maybe you were blown away by or that you yes. find yourself playing more uh, than anything else? So the first two that I got um, were uh, one that's called Casual Birder, which is like a, a little RPG where you are playing the role of a, a new kid that moves into town and he's a photographer and he takes pictures of different birds in the area. Uh, and there is a big competition that's coming up and there's this gang of other bird watchers who are like real tough guys and they're trying to muscle in on everybody. So, uh, you know, they're the big gang in town. They're, they're like, nobody takes pictures of birds except for us that's type amazing. of deal. That sounds uh, so you are, you know, getting your skills up and getting your equipment better so you can go and compete with them and, uh, you know, eventually win the competition and kick them out of town. Um, so that's like a little RPG that you can do. And then when you go to take pictures, you use the uh, you use the crank right here to focus your lens back and forth on the different birds that you take. Pictures that's of. super cool. Yeah. Uh, so that one is definitely that was one of the two that was a really good standout. Um, of course, uh, I had to talk about Whitewater Wa White Water Wipeout. Uh, if you ever played those old surfing games on like, um, I guess maybe the NES, like the California games, yep. where you ride on the wave and then you go down and you come up and you do a couple of spins and then you go back down into the wave. Mm -hmm. That's a good one to showcase the, the fidelity of the crank because it's a 360 degree crank, so. You can definitely, it, it's one-to-one -one pretty much of where the, the crank position is in regards to your movement. Um, and then one of the ones I just got today uh, is called Crankin's Time Adventure. Uh, and that's where you, the entire thing is controlled by a crank, right? Yeah. But think of it as like obstacle courses. So the story of the game is you're a robot man named Crankin and you're late for your date with your girlfriend. And you have to figure out a way to get through the obstacle course as fast as you can by using the crank to, to do your movement. So while you're cranking, he's running, he'll like bend down to smell the flowers or he'll hurdle over something or there's op obstacles that's coming your way that you have to think about. And then when you crank it in reverse, the entire stage goes in reverse, but the obstacles still keep coming at you. So you have to find a way to dodge the obstacles in the, at one point, like like something would be coming at your arm, but if you stop like this, it'll go right past you, and then you keep running after that to get to your girlfriend, and it gets harder and harder every stage. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. It seems like it takes way too much brain power. <laughs> no, it, it, it it's more uh, it's more intuitive than you think it is. Okay. I'm just okay. bad at explaining it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it actually sounds fantastic, and yeah. like a couple of those games do sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then another one that came out today uh, has it's not a necessarily a game in the sense of like, you know, you go from point A to point B or there's an objective. This one is just like somebody took the sequencer, the sound sequencer from Mario Paint and just dropped it right onto a play date. And like you can do different sound effects and make little different beats of whatever you want. That's because awesome. uh, there's like a set instrument, like there's a set drum kit and there's a set um, keyboard. And you just use the sequencer and you can put whatever notes you want in whatever arrangement. And there's a bunch of different little like 
animals and monsters and and food stuff like that that you can set at the top of your screen and the whole time they're just up there vibing and dancing to whatever you make <laughs> so that's awesome yeah man that's just that. it's such a good showcase of what you can do with the system so far so i'm definitely uh looking forward to what's on the on the rise or what's on the horizon um I'm so excited. This has this has pretty much like put everything else. I mean, granted, because it's a brand new thing. And like I said, I've been waiting three years for it. But this puts everything else at a standstill for me right now. Like I'm playing Edith Finch because A, it's a good game. And because B, I have to because we have to do book club. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really not playing anything else right now, to be honest. <laughs> now, Adrian, is there any fear at all that they will not support the games anymore? They won't continue creating and that in a couple of years it would fall off? Or do you see this being like, no, it's it's going to create its own niche? So the cool thing about it is most people at this point don't have one, but I've seen, uh, I, I've, I've dove heavy into the scene at this point of like people who are, you know, working on projects. And there are people after people after people after people that are working on projects for this thing and it's i feel like it's just lit a whole new fire in the independent uh developer community especially because this is like a it's it's a platform that the constraint in it like it only being a one-bit system pushes people to be creative and i think people who make independent games like that that's what they're looking for is that challenge um so I can definitely see, and the, and the fact that they sold through the first twenty thousand units in like fifteen minutes, so there's definitely a market for it. Um, but I think as far as maybe Panic themselves not not supporting it, I think they're as big as fan um, because they made it number one. Yeah. But I think uh, I I I feel like even if they don't do regular seasons anymore, people are going to create games for this or for this thing, you know. For however long that panic will keep the servers up and let you sideload them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it'll definitely have legs at least for the next couple of years because that's how long it's going to take to just fulfill pre orders, I feel like, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least yeah, the next that too. year, year and a half. So, um, so within the next like year or two, like, I feel like it'll definitely stick around. Um, and then after that, yeah, like Adrian said, like, I've, I've kind of seen some, a lot of things you've been retweeting and, kind of finding some new people to follow and it's like oh man no there's like a ton of people working on stuff um and so and, and games don't you know they're not developed overnight so you know no. some of those Adrian, games are going like to come out in a couple years so you're such a champion for the play date and you're such a cool voice when it comes to championing this thing that i feel like they should be using you to promote it dude you know, i listen I I know somebody out there at Panic has seen our stuff. Oh yeah, I, I'm our our most watched video is your Playdate video because Playdate <laughs> watched it and shared it on their social media. So they have used us to to show off Playdate. Like they Fair they point. have they have already technically used Adrian to to do that because but I'm they, I'm, they I'm saw formally, the passion there. They saw the passion. I'm formally putting this out here now, right? I mean, granted, I have a track record, right? You can go back. And see that I've always been a champion for independent independent yeah. games and independent yeah. development. That's like my jam. But if they ever do like a brand evangelist, like if you go to trade shows and you need people at the booth or, you know, you want me to make official ads or something like that. 
Call me. You don't got to pay me. You don't got to do nothing. I'm <laughs> I'm just down to do this, dude. I believe yeah. in this product so much. And I believe in the impact that it's going to have, the, the explosion that it's going to have in independent development. And I just... I can't wait until this gets into people's hands and to see what's going to come of it as far as development is going. So it'll never be in Garrett's hands. I don't want, I want you to know that though. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Garrett, let's be honest. You're never getting that. Okay. Yeah, it's probably true. Unfortunately. <laughs> so that yeah, was for you. Sir that's, Prince uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been playing. Um, if you, if that sound, if that sounded interesting to you at all, definitely look into it. I know um, they are, which is a good thing. Uh, they're having a lot of uh, trouble keeping demand or keeping up supply because people are buying them like crazy and they're pushed out to like 2023 for people to get their next units. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you right now that it's absolutely worth it. And uh, if you have the spare cash or if you want to, you know, save up a little bit and get in line later on, do it, dude. Because I'm if 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 what I can see on the horizon, like. If what I can envision is going to happen does happen, there is going to be a tidal wave of stuff for this for this platform. And I think people are really underestimating it right now because a lot of people don't have it. And a lot of people I've seen who are um, pretty like iffy on it or negative on it, like don't understand what Panic is trying to do with this platform. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to be you know a, a sony or it's not trying to be um you know a big triple a developer like if you if you're looking for this thing to play you know i don't know something akin to actual nintendo franchises or if you're looking for yeah. it for emulators or something like that this is not the place for you no you know this is 100 so. just a space like some extremely creative people made an extremely creative console and now they're just hoping like a bunch of extremely creative developers indie developers come out and just make some really cool stuff yeah. that you literally won't get anywhere else like that's that's what's so yeah. cool about this is not only because of the crank but because of like you said the one bit and it's only black and white and <clears throat> there's all these like like you said constraints it's like you are literally going to get experiences here yeah. that you cannot get anywhere else i mean you can try to make it other places but the problem with that is like okay you try to make a pc port of the game but people get greedy they're like oh i have a little extra power so i'm gonna add this yeah uh, i'm gonna add this and this it's like no you're gonna be forced to do something here because otherwise it won't run and so i think that is gonna just i don't know make some really cool stuff so I, i'm really excited yeah. to get mine i i'm so <laughs> stoked because i even though i'm not the big champion of indie games here since knowing adrian and him being on the show especially where he can actually face to face tell me garrett you better play this game or else um i i've started to fall in love with indie games now and again i'm not the yeah. i don't have the receipts to show that i've been crying from the rooftops yeah. forever but more and more i'm like falling down that 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 uh, <laughs> that well just like adrian did and i am we're happy I'm, to I'm, have yeah, you and i'm loving and it i'm loving it so me yeah, included bring it on. adrian you've done that for both of us like just opened up our eyes to indie games and i think that that's really been your whole point is that there's all these great games that people just don't know about because they don't have the you know backing that sony does or xbox or nintendo and so there or they so don't many... have a network where people can tell them about it. 
Right. Yeah. You and know? So that's, that's what's great about, about this podcast and some of the things that you bring to this table. And I hope that Playdate is super successful. Like things like that need to get into more hands. And it only mm-hmm. happens by us jumping on the rooftops alongside Adrian and shouting like, hey, play this stuff. And I don't know yes. if you guys heard, but Little Nightmares Save us. Is a, Save us from Call of Duty 47, please. (laughs) Save us. No more. No more Call of Duty. We're done. (laughs) Man, cool stuff. Thanks for sharing that, Adrian. Uh, I am stoked. And I've so I've been I brought up the Playdate Pulp site and I'm like, this is looks pretty intuitive. Who knows? Maybe I'll do some tankering and give it a shot, man. I'll play what I'll play whatever you make. Just, just right. send it to me. All right, I'll send it to you. I'll send you just, just a game where it just <laughs> you walk down a hallway and when you open the door at the end, it just says hashtag JJ sucks. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> you made it. You made it though. That's that's the thing. Would you have Would you have ever made a game though if you didn't have that kind of tool? No. It, that's what I'm saying. Look, look at that. No. It, it, even even though you think it's a goof, like. Yeah. It inspired I'm, you to be creative. Like I'm you know looking I mean? at, I'm looking at the site here, and like, it's there's you can literally make, uh, you can make your own fonts, you can make your rooms, you can make the your music right here. Like it has a whole like synth and everything, make sound effects. Um, and, so but it's like, why can't but you make at it, Soviet gamer boys? Looking <laughs> at it, it's all yeah, it's all super simple. So like anyone can do this. And then like you talked about before, like the SDK. Is that what it's called? I don't mm-hmm. know. That didn't sound right in my head, but yeah. The SDK is out there, which is like for professionals. But even if you don't know what you're doing, like I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, I could literally make a game and people could play it. So crazy. Man, I'm stoked. All right. That's probably enough about the play day. We, <laughs> we could probably talk about this forever, but. I could go, man. This is three worth three years worth of information I've been gathering, yeah. you know, being built up. So well, maybe, um, I'm maybe planning to do a, 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 a formal, you know, um, I, I guess review would be the term of it, but just kind of my impressions and my thoughts of it. Stream of consciousness. Yeah. At some point. Cool. I'll look forward to that. Hopefully coming to the YouTube channel soon enough. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we have for the show. We didn't touch on a single news story. Um, don't that, matter, man. Don't matter. I, the only thing I just want to shout out real quick is so happy that Amy Hennig is back making a Star Wars game. That's all yes, I want to say. Yes, yes, Amy Hennig yes, is back yes. making a Star Wars game. We did it. She's finally there. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. This is going to happen, and it's going to be... Kajoma, put it on the board. Put it on the board. <laughs> this game is going to be better than Fallen Order. Way better than Fallen Order. Put it on the board. Okay. Put it on the board. Kajunior, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. And uh, throw that bad boy on the board. Better than Fallen Order. Um, I'm stoked for that. But, all right. Here we go. Outro time. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. We appreciate each and every one of you for just chilling with us. Even when it's a night like tonight where we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to have fun, chit-chat, and uh, do our own thing. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Um, Again, if you like this kind of format... I don't know if this podcast would ever fully turn into that, but that's kind of what we're hoping that uh, that Super Later Boys podcast turns into if we ever hit that goal on Patreon. That would be the monthly podcast. And who knows? Maybe if we like it, it'd be more often. Not if we, when we. When we do it. Um, Positive mental attitude. We originally said it'd be a monthly podcast, but I mean, if if it's fun, maybe it'd be more often than that. So 
support us over at Patreon. We'd love to do something like this more often. Uh, Patreon.com slash SuperGamerBoys. You can get episodes early and ad-free. You can get show notes. You can get shout-outs on the show. You can pitch us segments. And again, help us hit that goal, $100 a month, where we can bring you another show for you. Um, you can also uh, support us by going to sgbstore.com. Get some merch. We got t-shirts. We got masks. We got stickers. We got mugs. Lots of fun stuff over there. Um, rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. On YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to the channel so you know when new videos and episodes go live. And then leave a comment. Like we mentioned before, that helps tremendously with episodes being found through the YouTube algorithm. Comments, 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 thumbs ups and comments, that helps a lot. So watch the videos um, if you can all the way through, because that's another thing. Some people will watch like the first 15, 20 minutes and then it's like, okay, well, that's not good for the algorithm either. So watch as much as you can, leave those comments, leave the thumbs up. And I've noticed on the last couple episodes, a lot of people have been doing it after we talked about it before. So thank you for everyone who has been doing it. You can, oh, quick shout out to Jack Sriracha again and Yate for allowing us to use their music. Remember, find them on Spotify or Apple Music. Fantastic uh, tunes there. I play mostly just the instrumental stuff, but I think there's some other songs that have more, not necessarily like singing, but there's just like words and lyrics in the background that are happening. Um, there's very cool stuff over there. So check out their music. You can find us during the week at supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys. I am on Twitter and Instagram at gmorlang. Adrian, where can they find you at? You can find me any and everywhere at homeboy. And JJ, where can they find you at? Well, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, that's at, at JJ Peruto. All righty. Well, that's all I got for the show this week. Um, JJ, we're out of here. Take us away. <laughs> Yeah, this was totally cool, getting to just hang out with you guys and do things a little bit different. Make sure to tune in this Friday as the Suplex City Wrestling Podcast with myself and Scott Fowler uh, drops yes. a new episode. Uh, this week, the topic, the main topic of the show is going to be, if you have a friend, let's call him Garrett, who's never seen professional wrestling before. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a series over the next several weeks. We as wrestling fans love the art of pro wrestling so much that a lot of times it's like, okay, if you were just to get one match for this person to watch, what would it be? So this week, the main topic of the show is me choosing one match, one singles match that I would have Garrett or somebody who doesn't, who's never seen pro wrestling, watch and uh, what would it be and why. So that's going to be the main topic this episode. And then uh, over the next several weeks, we'll go through tag team matches. Scott's pick for these different matches. Specialty matches. If you could only have one match. Is it a big steel cage match? Is it, you know, a barbed wire fire stick on a pole match? Whatever it is. And we'll be talking about it the next several weeks on the Suplex City Wrestling Podcast. But for this show, for the Super Gamer Boys, for Adrian Homeboy Holmes, who's soon to be uh, one of the founding members of of the Playdate uh, Nation. And uh, for Garrett, uh, Googling constantly during the show, Morlang and myself. I will not Shh. deny it. Well, it's completely on. Dude, your eyes are all over the board, as are your fingers. Uh, and for his demonic children. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is JJ, Juicy JJ Purdom, and we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Thank God. Back to cranking. I don't know if you like your sound was messed up, dude, but I could hear your kids like beating the crap out of each other. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh, shoot. Oh.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.